What's up, you guys? Truth and love to you. I'm Essence, and you're riding the wave of Wisdom in Red, encouraging people to live life through the words and spirit of Christ. I have a book, Wisdom in Red, The Words of Jesus, which is available on Amazon, where I just combine all the words of Jesus's words, um, excuse me, all of Jesus's words into one place, um, and just amazing testimony and just very challenging questions um so head on over there and check it out also i'm a contributing writer over at growtheheckup.com we discuss race religion music culture health politics and the bible aka world star hip-hop for smart people so be sure to head on over after this um uh, and check out my article from february 23rd it's called the conditioning of america against the black race um and i know the church doesn't have much grace in talking about racial issues, but the Lord puts it on my heart as a believer in Christ to confront the pathology of racism in America. And I believe that as believers, we should understand the negative history that the church has played um, against uh, people of color in America. And this is something that is a pathology. Racism is an ungodly spirit um, and it is an oppressive spirit. So even if it is not being operated in by a system in the church, we should know better to understand that still the spirit of things, because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? Need I remind a believer of Ephesians 6. So the thing is, is that we as believers not only stand up for the oppression of a system that goes against people, but also the spiritual attacks that people of color and different people are in, white, non-white non alike are actually being attacked with. Um, and I say this specifically in regards to uh, the depth of disdain that America uh, was founded on against people of color. And then also the spirit um, that, has, that has affected uh, people of non-color, white people, non-black people against uh, people of color. And so this is deeply embedded in the body of Christ. We have to address that. We have to be aware of that and not just downplay it and, and use scriptures out of Galatians saying, now there's neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female. We know good and well that there is still male and female. There is still slave and free. Do we not still work to honor um, and, to, and to set free those uh, who are oppressed in those areas? on those issues. And so we know very much so as a believing church that it is our responsibility to help to promote healing in the body of Christ in regard and coming against and rebuking the spirit of racism. The Bible teaches this. The Bible teaches to stand up against the oppressor to help the oppressed, to help the poor, to help the needy, to help those um, who are not able to defend for themselves. This is what God has actually taught us from scripture. So when, so lately um, Christians, uh, you have non, uh, non-black Christians who kind of end up standing against Christians, uh, black Christians, uh, or Christian blacks in America, as I like to say, who are actually standing up and rising up to rebuke and expose those spirit that spirit of racism and those spirits uh, and, and that oppression and all that. But what's happening is that our non-black brothers and sisters are actually rising up as well in defense, right? In defense of the wicked acts being done or trying to justify certain wicked acts and not even being considered as wicked acts. So we're gonna get into a couple of parts, a part two and a part three possibly, so I can go 
more into what Jesus would have to say about this and some other scriptures as well. And I want to leave you with this for part for part one. Proverbs 17, 15. He who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the just, both of them alike are an abomination to the Lord. And this is what we are seeing within the body of Christ because this we are not being aware of the enemy's devices. We are actually people, um, some of our brothers and sisters in the body are actually justifying the wicked of the oppressor and actually condemning those who are righteous, trying to stand up against this ungodly spirit of racism. And so we, it's making it hard for us to have healing in the body. So we're going to talk more about this. This is Wisdom in Red and just stand guard for part two. What's up, you guys? This is your girl, Essence, uh, and you're riding the wave of Wisdom in Red, uh, encouraging people to live life through the words and spirit of Christ. I'm going to go ahead and jump right on into part two of racism in the church. I know that this is a touchy, a touchy topic, and so I'm just hoping that you're brave enough to ride along with me and free enough in Christ to do so. So I left off at Proverbs 17, verse 15, he who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the just, both of them alike are an abomination to the Lord. We're having people within the body of Christ. We're having black rise up uh, against the oppression and, and injustice that still kind of reigns very heavily within the, the, the psyches and within the spirit of the, of the people of America. And this includes the Christian church. Um, and so we have uh, another set of, of believers who are standing up trying to justify the wicked or trying to gloss over, downplay what the wicked are actually doing, um, actually giving them more of the benefit of the doubt, as opposed to people who uh, generationally all the way down to today have been have been psychological victims, mental, it's been mental enslavement. Uh, it's been all types of different um, emotional, social traumas uh, that have been passed down from generations from from enslavement, from the beginning of racism, all the way until now, it's a lot more hidden. It's um, but but as Black people, we are very aware of these things. We are not defeated by these things. We have arisen um, by the help of Christ Jesus, um, and oftentimes giving Him the glory. So when we discuss and stand up against these racial this racial oppression or these, the, you know, Ephesians six, we're wrestling not against the flesh and blood but against that spirit of racism and the in the oppressor and when i say the oppressor i mean those who are actually uh were operating in a spirit of oppression in in isolated um incidents and as well as a systemic um uh, uh intention so um but then we have those in the body who are standing uh, who are condemning those who are standing out against the oppression and justifying the wicked. Uh, so Proverbs 18, uh, chapter two says a fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. So within that, we want to be mindful, uh, that we don't want to be foolish. We want to have, we want to delight in understanding one another. We want to delight in the healing of one another and whatever that takes biblically. And we want to know that we're uh, uh, being there and having sympathy and empathy for one another, different races across the board because every race has been affected. Like I said, the black race, people of color have an internal racial, racial oppression and there's an external racial oppression. And this is in the church. All we see in the church is the effects and the symptoms going on in the world. And we deal with it within the body, right? So I want to actually uh, take us, uh, I want to take us to, to Matthew 23, 20, uh, 23 through 24. And it says here, woe to you scribes 
and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. Um, so it says these you ought to have done without neglecting the others. You blind guides, straining out a net and swallowing a camel. So what Jesus is saying there, literally, he is letting us know that we are ignoring the, the, the inner needs of people. We are ignoring the, 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 our service to the Lord by loving one another and honoring one another and seeking that healing for one another, right? He says to, you know, we're to, we're to feel one another's pains. We're to rejoice with one another, right? And to, and to also uh, mourn with one another, that's scripture. And so what we're, we're not seeing this really in the body of Christ. Um, also, I want us to be mindful of Luke 10, 25 through 36, the good Samaritan. Remember Jesus asked, which of these three who saw the man who fell among the thieves acted as a neighbor? And they said, the one who showed mercy. Jesus said, go and do likewise. What's interesting is that people of color fell amongst thieves. We were robbed. We were pillaged. We were taken over. Identity stolen. All of these cer uh, certain things, we have to understand that that is a long-term negative effect on the generations of man. That is uh, a biblical understanding that we should have about that effect. And so Jesus says to, to literally go and show the mercy as the good Samaritan did to the person who fell amongst thieves. He was he was actually, we're actually going to go ahead and take time out to do a part three. So just hang in, Wisdom and Red. What's up? This is Essence. You're riding the wave of Wisdom and Red again. And it's part three of, a, I guess, a quick series of racism in the church. Um, this is not something that is very extensive. Of course, it's only so much that I can say and do in, um, in a five minute span. However, I just wanted to focus on the scriptures and bring more of that out. So thank you for riding along with me. Thank you for being brave and free enough in Christ to go ahead and listen and, uh, and, and, and hear uh, this broadcast out. Um, so I left off with, um, with Luke 10 uh, about the Good Samaritan uh, who uh, actually went and showed mercy and acted as the neighbor um, for the man who fell among the thieves, right? Because what happened, he said, uh, he went to him, bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So, and he asked them, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And of course, it was a certain Samaritan as he was journeying along, who showed him in, in, in what the Bible says in verse 33, when he saw him, he had compassion. And this is something that we are lacking in the church because instead we have believers telling other believers, one set of believers telling the other set of believers, uh, get over it. Enslavement is gone. It's over. Y'all been free since 1865. You know, um, not be saying that without understanding saying that because there is an there is an inbred deeply inbred disdain for black people and not to say that that white people or non-black people are attempting to be uh racist um and then we have black people black believers uh 
which is really sad, also spewing back negativity um, out of anger and frustration. Um, and, and forgetting that the whole goal is that we work towards healing and glorifying the father. And we do that by actually discussing, addressing, and working out our differences. We do that by gaining an understanding with all thy getting, get an understanding, get understanding. And we are failing to lack that understanding on the black side of things. We forget that whites and non-blacks also have been, have fallen victim to racial oppression and not in the sense that, um, that they are oppressed but they are taught to ignore the oppression. They were actually taught and it's inbred in America to ignore it, to look the other way and to have uh, uh, an insensitivity against it, uh, against racial oppression. And so we have to be mindful of this. Now, uh, so keep in mind when he's saying this, I, I have to go back and point this out that he took care of him. He actually bandaged his wounds. He was helping his healing process. He was anointing him. He was, he gave him oil and wine. He was prepping his body for a better day to get better. Right. And so, um, and, and there was no time limit that this man gave. He just said, when he came back, when he came back and I'll pay you, you see what I mean? And so there was a mercy there. There was compassion there, but the attitude that we are seeing that I'm shamefully having to say that we see in the body of Christ is that we're seeing, uh, um, some of our non-black brothers and sisters actually, um, not getting it, not wanting the understanding and, and saying, you just need to forgive. Well, it, it's, it's sometimes it's not a season to talk about who needs to forgive more. So it's a season to just help people heal. And, and so I hope and pray that we get to see more of this within the body of Christ. Um, and I, and, and I'm going to go ahead and we're going to skip on over to, to part four in a, in a meanwhile, I'm going to just read a series of other scriptures. But I want us to remember Luke 6, where Jesus says to do to others what you would have them do to you. When we're speaking to one another, black to white, white to black, and anyone else, speak to that person as you would like to be honored and respected and spoken back to. Okay? Do to others how you would have them do to you. This is Wisdom in Red, and I'll see you for part four. Hello again, truth and love to you. This is Essence and you're riding the wave of wisdom in red again. Time to uh, pretty much settle down with part four and we will have a part five after this. <laughs> so thank you for hanging in there with me. I'm so appreciative of your time uh, and your interaction. Please feel free to leave uh, call in messages. Um, I'm excited to hear what all you would have to say. Um, so I left off um, at the um, the the Good Samaritan and something that I, I just wanted to bring home with that was and, and, and we're talking about in uh, in Luke 10 in verse 37 God is uh, Jesus is telling them he's telling them who's listening go and do likewise this is something that is to be repeated when he says go and do likewise I look at that as a commandment okay <laughs> when he's telling them to go and do like how the Samaritan had done and what did the Samaritan do for the man who had fallen upon the thieves for the man who was robbed for the man who was beaten 
all these things that we see that other people go through, different races have gone through, black people have gone through, um, and to this point still continue to, to, to suffer the effects of, right? Um, he tell what we see, he says to go and do likewise of is what to heal his bandaged wounds, right? To anoint him, to help him, to set him on his feet, set him on his own animal, bring him to an end, take good care of him, shelter. He helped him with shelter. He helped him with, uh, with transportation, you know? Um, well, I mean, it was his own animal, (laughs) the man's own animal. Um, and then he just took care of his needs. He took, he helped him. He helped his finances. It's so funny because now I'm not a Democrat. (laughs) Um, but this is kind of what got this whole conversation started with me. But at the end of the day, what I see is that, um, you know, it's funny how people in the church, really go against you know the whole republican and the christian you know the republicans are the christians right but it's so funny how it is the christian the christian republican who is against aiding someone else who is against those who are in need of aid i find that to be very interesting because oftentimes you know um we see how the economy is but we get upset if uh, and then the other thing is that the other forms of government aid that the wealthy thrive off of you know as opposed to a welfare they get another form of just back-to-back compensation from the government by just knowing the non-public routes to go to get funding and it's so interesting to me but and and that's loads of money that's being taken from the government, but we never hear about that for the sake of the wealthy. We ne- but we always hear about it for the sake of the poor. And I want to just kind of throw this out there that possibly, possibly, because Jesus said we will always have the poor among us. We know this as believers, yet believers are supposedly the Republican party. Now I'm not for any party. I'm not against or for anyone who votes either way. I mean, everyone is entitled. We're all free in Christ. Okay. I'm not trying to bash anyone. I'm just wanting us to look at this thing, how scripture shows us to care for one another, but yet when we get into the field of politics and that Americanized dream, you know, of lift yourself up by your own bootstraps in a society that has done everything except that, used everyone else in order to get ahead. So I want us to be mindful of that in the kingdom, in the body of Christ, that we don't mash people while they're down, that we don't go against, that we help to lift up and to encourage. And I'm telling you, I have been so frustrated and so discouraged and led into this conversation um, because of my own frustrations, because of my own seeing uh, the blindness, you know, and the arrogance in the body of Christ when discussing such matters. Um, So this goes even beyond race. So we'll be back for part five. This is Wisdom in Red. Thank you for tuning in. What's up, what's up? Truth and love to you again. I'm Essence. You're still riding the wave of wisdom in red, encouraging people to live life through the words and spirit of Christ Jesus. Please don't forget to go on ahead um, over to growtheheckup.com after this and check out my article entitled The uh, entitled the Conditioning of America Against the Black Race. Um, 
So please check that out. Um, so we kind of, you know, want to look at that pathology of racism in America. Um, and hopefully that article will be encouraging um, and, or enlightening, one of the two, right? <laughs> so again, uh, getting back to the topic, we're finishing up. This is a, the conclusion, part five. I just wanted to go through some other scriptures in regard to actually helping to let people know that it's okay to fight for people who are oppressed. It's okay to actually stand up for the rights of others. That scripture teaches us to do this, okay? So I'm just going to quickly go through these scriptures and then I'm going to leave you guys alone for the rest uh, of your day. Um, Psalm 82, 3 through 4, give justice to the weak and the fatherless. Give justice, give justice to the weak and the fatherless. Okay, I mean, let's just, I mean, that's a lot of us in the poor community. It's a lot of us in the black community. I mean, I'm just saying, come on now. Maintain the right of the afflicted and the destitute. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. But we have to first be humble enough and loving enough and compassionate enough to understand, to even be able to see where wickedness lies. Okay? Uh, Proverbs 31, 8 through 9. Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and needy. It's not just saying for the believer. It's just saying for the poor and the needy. It's not putting a title on anybody, just other than the poor and the needy. Not saved or unsaved is what I mean. Learn to do good. Isaiah 117. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Correct oppression. Correct oppression. Bring justice to the fatherless. Plead the widow's cause. Okay? You guys, if y'all not seeing it by now in these few scriptures, I don't know if you ever will. <laughs> okay, I mean, really, uh, Proverbs 24, 11 through 12, rescue those who are being taken away to death. We're seeing this all the time. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, quote unquote, behold, we did not know this. Does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? And will he not repay man according to his work? Amen. 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 Zechariah 7:10. Do not oppress the widow, the fatherless, the sojourner, or the poor, and let none of you devise evil against another in your heart. Where is our ministry to those who we see devising evil against another in their heart? Where it is blatant, for from the heart overflow from the mouth. We hear the the, the rants and the and the and the and the raging against people of color. We hear the rants and the raving, uh, raging against poor people. Um, you know, so I'm just saying these things. There are plenty more scriptures. Um, oh my goodness. Um, I just want you guys to be able to, to understand that there is a freedom. It's not just saying Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Okay. It's also showing the world and showing the oppressed who don't have Jesus that look, Christ cares for your need. Christ cares for your mental condition. Christ cares for your psychological torture. Christ cares for your genealogical issues that have trickled down into your lap. 
You know, Christ cares for the fact that you are blind. Christ cares for the fact that you don't have Christ yet. Christ cares for the fact that you have, that there are issues and oppression that, that, that is internal and external. Christ understands these things. Titus 3, 4 says, and let our people learn to devote themselves to good works so as to help cases of urgent need and not be unfruitful. It is fruitful to actually go and assist those who are in need. Thank you for listening tonight. This is Wisdom in Red. Please go out and love another of any other race and just build each other up in the word of God. Biblically, do not, do not avoid the issues. Good night.